the more you understand about your policy, you know, the more empowered you may be to seek care if you need it. And our survey results really show that low literacy is linked to just not seeking out care and even avoiding care. And, you know, I think I cited a study in the survey, but that's linked to, you know, more frequent emergency room visits, uh, less frequent use of preventative care. Uh, you know, you take an individual that doesn't get preventative treatment because they don't know if it's covered, you know, they might not end up seeking care until it's an emergency, you know, which can be more financially devastating and it can cost them their health and even their life. You're sick and you pay for insurance, but you're still afraid to go to the doctor because of what it might cost. That's the reality for millions of Americans, suggests a new survey by Policy Genius, an independent insurance marketplace and news site. Copays, deductibles, premiums, all these terms are still confusing to most Americans. This isn't some political football or a chance to score debate points. Health insurance illiteracy is a dangerous, potentially deadly problem in America. We've made things too confusing for consumers. As open enrollment for many 2021 health insurance plans begins on November 1st, Hannah Horvath, a data analyst at Policy Genius, joins the Red Tape Chronicles to explain. So this survey, is it's far-ranging and it covers a lot of things. And unfortunately, during election season, healthcare is a very, very uh, controversial, shouldn't be, but it is topic, it's a minefield to talk about. So at least at the beginning, I want to stay away from uh, the issues with Obamacare and the, the political perceptions that people have. And I want to start with some really basic things. And the most shocking thing of all that I read was that one in four Americans said they avoided healthcare because they don't know what their health insurance plan covers. So they're just not going to the doctor or the ER or whatever, even though they mm-hmm. might be covered because they're afraid. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, our annual health insurance literacy survey, you know, it does gauge Americans' understanding of the Affordable Care Act, you know, better known as Obamacare. But it also tests Americans' knowledge on basic health insurance facts. And, you know, some of the things we found were extremely striking. You know, Americans couldn't understand the basic terminology in their health insurance plans. And, you know, understanding your health insurance can make going to the doctor, getting medication, and even buying, you know, health insurance less confusing. And the more you understand about your policy, you know, the more empowered you may be to seek care if you need it. And our survey results really showed that low literacy is linked to just not seeking out care and even avoiding care. And, you know, I think I cited a study in the survey, but that's linked to, you know, more frequent emergency room visits, uh, less frequent use of preventative care. Uh, You know, you take an individual that doesn't get preventative treatment because they don't know if it's covered, you know, they might not end up seeking care until it's an emergency, you know, which can be more financially devastating, and it can cost them their health and even their life. So uh, just to put a fine point on this, so we're talking Mm -hmm. about people who already are paying for health insurance, maybe through their employer, maybe through an exchange, but they're they're paying for this. They they deserve it. And they don't go to the doctor because they're afraid it won't be covered. So these are sick people who aren't getting wealthy, even though they're paying for care. That seems just disastrous to me. Yeah. So our survey took a look at people with health insurance and without health insurance. And those with health insurance, you know, I will note, 
they were, you know, to seek out help. But, you know, that one in four number was everybody that we interviewed. So that is a pretty decent portion of the population that simply is just not seeking out care, particularly preventative care, because they're worried about the cost. Yeah, and what you said about emergency room visits is so important. I'm going to make you say it again. So low (laughs) health insurance literacy leads Mm -hmm. to people just saying, I'm not going to go to the doctor because maybe I'll get a big bill. I've heard about these big bills. And then when you don't go to the doctor, eventually whatever small problem you have becomes a big problem. And then you end up stumbling into an emergency room where everything's more expensive. Things might be far more dangerous, right? Yeah, absolutely. And what is even you know, more concerning, you know, another question our survey asked was, you know, if Americans knew the definitions to these basic insurance terms like premiums, deductibles, and co-pays, and only 32% of Americans could only, could identify all three. So there's a real danger here. You know, it's one thing not to understand healthcare policy, but if you don't understand the terms of your own plan, you know, when Americans are shopping for insurance, either on the federal marketplace or even picking a plan with their employer, if they don't understand those terms, you know, they're just going to go with what they know. And that's that monthly price. And that's why we're seeing an increase of high deductible plans, you know, those super low or free premiums with these absurdly high deductibles. And, you know, you mentioned the emergency room, that person could stumble into the emergency room and be on the hook for thousands of dollars and not realize it because they don't understand the terms of their plan. Okay, so I find this the most frustrating part of health insurance. You pay every month and then you go to the doctor and then you pay at the doctor and then you get a bill after you go to the doctor because you haven't satisfied your deductible from your insurance company. So you just keep mm-hmm. paying is what it feels like. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's let's do some quick quick education here. I know everyone thinks they know yeah. they know these terms, but they might not. So what are premiums, copays, and deductibles? Yeah. So premiums are the most co- probably well known term, and that's the amount you pay each month um, for insurance. The deductible is the amount you pay before coverage kicks in. So you pay your premium each month, and if you you have a medical emergency, the deductible is the minimum amount you'll pay before insurance steps in and starts covering some of the cost. And then the copay is kind of a fixed amount you pay for a covered doctor's visit or covered expense medication. Um, You know, it's a set price usually your insurer sets for those usually typically preventative visits. And, you know, what I was touching on before with the deductible is the deductible is not an out-of-pocket limit. That is the very minimum you'll be paying if you have a medical emergency. So if you have a deductible, and yes, I have talked to people with a $10,000 deductible that, you know, if they have a medical emergency that they have to get emergency surgery, they will be on the hook for their deductible before the insurer steps in. It's more and more common. Uh, I have a $6,500 deductible. So it's just Mm -hmm. not, you know, these, uh, these plans, um, I, I'm actually a, a fan of health savings accounts. I, ha- I have one. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's all a roll of the dice, right? And, and we're asking people, um, you know, a year in advance to predict what kind of costs they think they might have. And, you know, it, it's really, really difficult for a person to do. Yeah, it's, it's very real. And, you know, it's like I said, it, it's concerning if people don't understand those definitions, they could be selecting a plan that might not be financially correct for them. Okay, so another really important part of your survey, uh, th- this was perhaps the most dramatic number, the nine out of 10 Americans, anything nine out of 10 Americans, anything true about nine out of 10 Americans is probably <laughs> alarming. 
um, didn't even know when open enrollment was. And in this case, you're talking about essentially Obamacare, but it's also often true for your employer's plans as well. So what is open enrollment? And let's really do some education now. When is it? Yeah, open enrollment is for the federal health insurance marketplace is from November 1st to December 15th. Um, so just in a couple weeks. And like you kind of touched on, a lot of employers will mirror their open enrollments around um, the same time. And, you know, what I will say, which is makes this year's findings all the more concerning, is that a majority of Americans do get their coverage through their employer. But, you know, when COVID-19 began spreading through America, millions lost their jobs and their employer-based health care. So, like I said, it's just so concerning that there are so many Americans now that potentially don't have insurance who don't know what benefits are available to them, you know, if they can even be covered, when they can even sign up in the middle of a pandemic. So the the starting gun is November 1st. Mm-hmm. And that, that's when we'll be releasing this podcast, which is part of the reason why, even though it's an election season and everybody wants to talk about the election, if you've lost your job this year, this might be the most important six weeks of your life. And the clock is ticking yeah. and and you lose out, right? If if you mm-hmm. lost your job in March and you're still looking, you need to enroll before December 15th. Or actually, I think you might have until January 15th before the door actually closes. But December 15th is when you can get coverage on January 1st. But it, let's just to be to be clear about what is the last time that someone can enroll in the, the federal in the, the health care exchanges and be covered for next year? Yeah. So. Most states, a majority of states, do their open enrollments through healthcare.gov. Um, but there's a couple states that do their own exchanges and they have different deadlines, um, like you touched on, kind of going into January. But to be safe, you should sign up, like you said, in those six weeks from November 1st to December 15th. Um, that, that would be kind of the time I would be thinking about. Okay, very, very, very important. And again, like, let's forget politics. Let's forget whether you're angry at Obama or you, you are angry at your deductible. We all, you need to have health insurance, and now is the time to get it. Okay, so let's have the rest of this conversation now. Why do you think there is so much confusion about all of these terms related to Obamacare? I think you know there is just rampant misinformation. I and I also think that. For whatever reason, health insurance and especially healthcare policy has become just so polarizing and so politicized. And that's at the cost of Americans' understanding and of their health insurance plans. And like I kind of said earlier in our conversation, you know, that can obviously be financially devastating, but that can also cost Americans, you know, their health, their lives, you know, their real stakes here. So is there, what other sources of confusion are there about Obamacare that you see? Yeah, so a majority of Americans, uh, over 60%, don't know that Obamacare plans cover pre-existing conditions, which is a defining characteristic of Obamacare. And it's been, you know, obviously it's been a political flashpoint in the past couple months. Um, another thing that I found particularly striking is that I think over 80%, according to our survey, of Americans don't realize that there's a tax, that there's no tax penalty for foregoing coverage. Also, um, many Americans don't know that you can get aid to buy an affordable health care plan, um, which is huge for those who think they might not be able to afford it. In fact, most people who on Obamacare get some kind of aid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think. I think the Trump administration said that the average amount of premium was about $500, the average premium tax credit 
for those, you know, getting a federal marketplace exchange, which is which is very significant. And about I think about 90% of those who enroll on the federal marketplace exchange get aid. So it is available to many, many people. So, um, you know, we've got this, the, the issue that has come up again and again in the, the debate is is about whether, you know, we're going to Medicare for all or socialized medicine and, and the, the 180 million Americans, the, the majority of Americans who get their insurance at their employer and, and the risks they might face in a new administration. Um, but I, I think it's important to note, in, even if the Supreme Court "Quote unquote," overturns Obama in uh, Obamacare in November, and and even if there's an entirely new healthcare regime, any of those changes are we're talking about 2022 at the earliest. Like, like right now, for the next 12 months, people need insurance, and they need to understand that that there are a lot of options for them. There's no reason to forego it. So, is there a final message you would like to give people who out there who who you realize? I mean, this is confusing. I'm already stumbling around looking for words even and I, and I write about this stuff. So this is a confusing matter, but what do you have a, a final clear message for people you'd like them to take away from? Yes, um, no matter, you know, if you are currently without health insurance for whatever reason, please understand that you have options, um, whether it be the federal marketplace exchange, it, you might even qualify for Medicaid. Medicaid was expanded in many states with Obamacare. Uh, many Americans qualify it and they probably don't even realize that they qualify. And, you know, those who are still have um, health insurance or their employer, you know, take the time this year to kind of read through your benefits, you know, take a critical look about what's offered and think about what would make sense for me. You know, I think this pandemic has been a big wake up call for everybody about, you know, a health emergency could really happen at any minute. And it's important to have that coverage. And I think uh, you also made the point really important that the cheapest is not necessarily the best. The lowest monthly yes. premium might not be the best option for you, Ray. Yes, absolutely. Okay, Hannah Horvath, thank you so much for your time. And here's to your good health for the next insurance year. Yes, thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you.